Wow, she gave me an 88. Bitch fucking robbed me. Fucking stupid. Welcome back to the Inside Podcast. I'm John, aka the proud owner of some Thomas Jefferson 76s. Alright boys, what we got next? Yo man, we got the Thomas Jefferson 76s. <laughs> and we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, no, uh, no foreplay with this one, because this is the final chapter of the Duncan Saga. Yes, and we have a lot. <laughs> we have a lot to cover in this one. Oh, man, I can't believe it, man. Finally, the final chapter. 15 chapters. It's been, a, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. And we're just getting started with the entirety of 2020. I guess we're just closing out this book. But yeah, we're just getting started with the entire 2020 collection. Uh, but yes, picking up exactly where we left off. And by exactly, I mean like exactly. It's like right after I just picked up uh, the bars for my plug. Six bars, if you remember. Yeah, six nice two milligram blue bars. And uh, I was never really much of a pill popper. Uh, obviously, I went to rehab for cocaine and stimulants and whatnot. But that pills were never really my thing. After rehab, I did have like a short little stint with pills. I was like, okay, it's not coke and the other stuff. So it's different. It's not the same. Uh, yeah, I had like a short little stint with like perks. In the late 2019, but then that was when uh, Juice World died, and uh, if you did not know, he died from a perk overdose, had a seizure, and uh, yeah. So after that, I was like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on pills." But uh, as you can, as you know, uh, the situation that's currently going on, uh, I, I wasn't really worried about pills. And I was like, "Yeah, fuck it. Give me whatever you got. I'll take it." And so like, I, I really wasn't like super experienced when it came to Xanax. Uh, I had taken Xans one time before, and that was even before rehab, that was uh, when we used to work at McDonald's, uh, I took I took a bar, same type, blue two milligram bar, I took one, and I blacked out for 12 hours. <laughs> like, because like, if, if, like, if you don't know like how Xanax works, uh, it's a, sed- a sedative, right? It's uh, supposed to help with anxiety, it's an anti-anxiety medication, uh, but in large doses, or if you take it recreationally, like it essentially turns off your brain, but like your body still functions. So like you're still doing stuff, but your brain isn't on. So like you don't remember anything. Like it's just like a, a straight up gap in your memory. And uh, when you combine that with the heightened state of confidence that you have because of the anti-anxiety part of Xanax, so you have that combined with a complete lack of judgment because your brain isn't actually working and you know a lot of bad things can happen from that like uh that, that time i took it at mcdonald's i took it at what 2 a.m woke up in my bedroom at 4 p.m i had no idea how i even got there i didn't even know how i drove home uh i when i went to work the next day the person that i worked with she sent me some videos like from of me like that night i just looked fucking stupid i looked like a zombie <laughs> essentially what happens you become a zombie it's like your face barely has any expression because it's a sedative so like your muscles are kind of wacky and you just you just look stupid yeah <laughs> honestly kind of, kind of stupid uh even crazier story I had a friend in Florida, and her boyfriend had got really barred out, took a, took a bunch of Zans, and uh, he broke into an apartment complex that was under construction, and he stripped naked and was running around the apartment complex, and when the police came to, go, to, uh, to come and get him, he tried to play hide-and-seek with the police officers, uh, and he obviously got arrested. <laughs> so, like, so, like, that's 
that that's like that's what Zans. That's how Zans work essentially in large, extremely large uh, dose. Not even like extremely large doses, but like because your body can only take so much, and once you like past that threshold, that's when you get to like you know the you get barred out and you get to like that that high state. So when I got home, I, uh, I took the bag of bars with me inside, and like I was really contemplating if I was going to take one that night. But like I knew I had to work tomorrow because tomorrow was Monday, and I had to work the next day because it's Tuesday. So I didn't want to like take a full bar because based off of my previous experience taking a full bar, yeah, I didn't want to do that and have to go to work the next day. So I decided I was going to take half a bar, you know, just break one in half. So I had I took half, and that means I had five and a half bars left. Uh, and about like an hour, an hour or two in, it's around 8 p.m. I really started feeling like kicking in a little bit. And uh, that was it. That was it. 8 p.m. was the last thing I remember. Looking at the clock, and I said, oh, it's 8 p.m. I kind of feel it. I woke up Wednesday afternoon in my bed around 2 p.m. <laughs> and like when I woke up, I was super confused. Because at first, I thought it was Monday, and I had just overslept. And so I had missed uh, my shift at work. When I look at my phone, it said Wednesday. And I was like, holy fuck, holy fuck. Okay, what happened? You know, because I knew for a fact I didn't just sleep for two days straight. I live at home with my parents. Like, obviously, they would have woken me up, but I had to sleep two days straight. They knew I had to work. And so uh, I had a couple, like, messages. I had two Snapchats. Yeah, two snaps from Kenzie, if you remember Kenzie, from that previous story a while back. And that was really strange to me because, like, I mean, at this point, we were on good terms. Like, we had already fixed whatever beef we had in the past. But, like, we weren't, like, we weren't buddies like that. We weren't, like, we don't Snapchat. We don't text on that stuff. Uh, and so I open Snap, and I go to see the, I open her messages. And the first one, it said, so what are you going to wear? And it made no sense to me. Because, like, that clearly meant that we had been having a conversation. And I probably passed out after I sent whatever I sent to her. And I have no clue what we were talking about. And the next one said, are you sure you're okay? And uh, so I was like really confused as to what was going on. And I also saw that we had a streak going on, which means we had like been snapping back and forth every day for the last three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It's like, I, did, I didn't even respond because obviously I didn't know what the hell you were even talking about. And so next I checked my call logs because it's, it's like, it's like after you go out, at least for me, after I go out, like if I go out to drink or whatever, at least when I was younger, quote unquote younger, like three years ago, two years ago, like I'd go out and drink and I always do stupid shit on my phone. So like the next morning I would always check my phone calls and my text messages to see what I did. So same process, except this is like a two day span of nothing. <laughs> like it's a void in my head, like a straight void. Nothing exists, like no memories existed for the last two and a half days. And so I checked my call log and uh, I had FaceTimed Kenzie like a lot over the last two days. Like we had been talking a lot. And so now I was really starting to get confused. <laughs> and so I checked my text messages. And uh, of course, on the top was Kenzie. And so I go through like our text messages to see like, you know, what first of all, what we've been talking about, like what has been going on. And for one, we had been flirting like a lot over text. But two, we had hung out after work, like Monday and Tuesday, we had hung out. <laughs> and 
And so I close out of that, go back to my main messages. And right underneath that, uh, I had another chat with Jay. And uh, you might remember Jay. I didn't really talk about him much, but I mentioned him when I introduced David. I uh, said so they both got hired at the same time. And Jay was really, really good friends with Kenzie. Like, they were practically like siblings. Like, they'd been friends for so long. They pretty much called each other brother and sister. And uh, so apparently on Tuesday, uh, he had hung out with me and Kenzie. It was all three of us. We hung out. And uh, the message he sent to me was like, hey, you know, we should hang out more. You should hang out with us more, us being me and Kenzie. And uh, once again, still very confused. But I didn't want to ask. You know, like I didn't want to ask, like, hey, what happened? Because, like, that's kind of like snitching on yourself. You know what I mean? And, like, based off of the messages that I had seen, like, it didn't seem like anyone really knew what was going on, except for Kenzie, because that, are you sure you're okay, snap, clearly meant that something might have been a little bit off. And so, I opened the drawer next to my bed to pull out the bag of bars, and uh, that's when I, that's when I realized what had happened, because there was only half a bar left in the bag, which means over the last two days, I had taken five bars. And so, when I see this, like, Panic ensues, right? <laughs> Obviously, a little bit of panic ensues. And one, because I take, that's a lot of drugs to take in two days, especially for like, like I wasn't a pill popper. I didn't really have like a tolerance uh, for Xanax. So like, that's, that's quite a bit, even, even you know, on my standards. And two, first of all, I had like a brand new friend group all of a sudden. I didn't even know how it happened. Like, <laughs> like what is it? All of a sudden, like I'm talking with Kenzie, like seriously talking with Kenzie. I have a brand new group of friends with Kenzie and Jay, like, I had no idea what was going on, I had no idea what I had done, and most importantly, I didn't even, like, like, I knew that I went to work, because obviously I hung out with Kenzie after work, but I didn't know anything that happened at work, I didn't know what I did at work, so, like, uh, I leave the house, because I was going to go to the car wash, and that was a little tense for me, because I wasn't sure what my parents were going to say, because obviously, I was like, they had to have noticed that something was off with me for the, with the last two days, but they didn't say anything. Like they just, they just act like everything was normal. And uh, so I hop in the car. I go to the car wash. Like I just need some time. I try to like, try to like force at least a couple of memories to come back. It was not working. Uh, when I get to the car wash, you know, like when you have like the automatic car wash and you get people that like kind of scrub the scrub your windshield and your back windshield. What's that? Is that is there a name for it? No, I'm just gonna call it back when she'll fuck it. <laughs> but uh, it was a girl that did that. She was doing the front, and she had knocked on my window, and she was like, "Hey, uh, your bumper's kind of messed up, so I just have to tell you that. So like, if anything happens to it in the wash, like in the car wash, we're not held liable." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I know. It gets fine." Because when I bought uh, my car, my beautiful 2012 Toyota Camry, <laughs> uh, like the the right bumper. Like, the corner of it was kind of hanging off a little bit because it was missing a clip. Nothing too serious. And no one had ever said anything about it at the car wash. So I was like, okay, maybe she's new and she just wants, doesn't want to be held liable. So I go through the car wash, park the car so I can uh, vacuum it out. And I walk around to the front. And yeah, no, my bumper was fucked up. <laughs> like the grill had been smashed in. And like the bumper on both sides was hanging out a little bit. And on the front, like in the front, smack dab in the front of my bumper was the outline of a license plate, meaning that I had rear-ended somebody. So now, like, real panic starts to set in because, like, this this is this is beyond just you know you know making a couple of friends and not remembering. I got in a car accident, 
I don't even remember it. And so hop back in the car real quick and I call Kenzie up because obviously I've been talking to her for the last two days. So surely she would know what's been going on. Hopefully she would know what had happened. And so I call her. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? Uh, did I ever tell you about like a car accident that I had gotten into in the last two days? And she says, yeah, uh, you, last night, Tuesday night, you would you rear-ended a guy's truck when you were coming off that, uh, when you were exiting the highway, and you called me when it happened uh, because you were scared and you locked yourself in your car and you were scared that he was going to try and kill you and you didn't want to get out of your car. <laughs> and so the guy just lets you go. And so, you know, th that was a little... Uh, a little jarring to hear and so then of course i had to ask so like how have i been like at work like, have i been doing anything weird maybe like acting not normal because i mean i'm weird normally anyway but like you know extra weird and, th and that's when i heard the most of it uh because she, she told me that like the last two days i whenever i, like, I came into work i just looked off like my face looked off and I couldn't work at all. Essentially, she said that whenever I would try and make a drink, I would forget what drink I was making in the middle of making it. And then I would just throw it away. Or like if I didn't throw it away, I would start making a new drink in the exact same cup that I was just making a different drink in. And so uh, she told me that they had to take me off of like making drinks and making food. Cause I couldn't do it. And they put me on the window, like uh, like cash register windows, like handing out food. Uh, in the drive-through and taking money and giving change, but I couldn't count change at all. So I kept giving people the wrong change, and I kept giving people the wrong order. And I and I like whenever they would tell me that it was wrong, I wouldn't respond. I would just stare at them and then close the window. And I had four customer complaints in two days. <laughs> two days I had four customer complaints. And they called in about me. And she said, like, I, I, whenever, like, I wasn't working, I would just stand in one spot and stare off into space for, like, 10, 15 minutes on end. And people would walk up to me and ask if I'm okay. And I would get angry at them that they were asking if I was okay. And I would say that I was okay. And I'd go back to just staring off at nothing. And so, like, I, I thank her for, you know, giving me the update over the last two days. She asked, you know, she asked again if I was okay and if there was anything I wanted to talk about. And, and that was, like, super weird for me because it's, like... Over the last two days, clearly we have gotten pretty close. But like me now in this moment, like this is like me from Sunday. So like those last two days don't exist for me. So like I not close with her. I don't feel as close with her as she now feels with me because I don't remember any of that stuff ever happening. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. So it's almost, it's almost it's like if a twin took your place and you came back to take your place back and you had to continue living out the life that your twin had set up for you. You get what I mean? It's like the relationships that the twin built, you and I have to pretend as if you built them and you had that connection with those people, but in reality you don't because you never actually did that, at least to your knowledge. Does that make sense? I might just sound crazy. Hopefully that makes sense. And actually, another funny random moment from that Wednesday of when I came back to, uh, after I left the car wash, I went to Walmart to get some coffee creamer because I remembered on Sunday uh, I needed to get some coffee creamer because I ran out. 
And when I got home, I opened the refrigerator, put the coffee creamer in there, and there was a new bottle of coffee creamer because apparently the Tuesday yesterday, I had already went out and bought the coffee creamer, which is probably also when I got in the car accident. And I don't, my parents were like, how did you forget that you already bought coffee creamer? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I've been really busy. School, stress, work, you know how it is. But honestly, I was I was boggled myself <laughs> that I just spent money on this twice. Anyways, I go back to work uh, two days later. So on Friday, I go back to work. And uh, no one really, like, talked about it or mentioned anything about it, except for Jordy. Jordy, uh, <laughs> she was making fun of me for it because, I mean, obviously she didn't know, like, what what I was on or if I was on anything. But uh, she was making fun of me for the fact that, like, because, like, me and Kenzie like, really weren't close like that or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, like, we were in a situation ship, I guess you could say. And she was just making fun of me, like all day long about how I said, oh, you said you don't like her or whatever, and now look what you're doing, and I couldn't explain, to her. I could tell her, like, you don't understand, that was not me, but now I'm just kind of stuck with the situation, <laughs> like, how do you explain that, you can't, also, I didn't want to tell her that, like, I had taken a bunch of bars, because, like, she was, she kind of helped, kind of held me accountable when it came to drugs, except for weed, like, we smoked together, but, like, all the other stuff, she made sure, like, I would stay off it. So I didn't want to tell her that, you know, I had done, I had done that. Uh, but the manager, the manager told me that we needed to have a meeting. And I knew what that meant. Like, I knew what that meant. And I remember thinking to myself, they, I told, I said they didn't have a reason to fire me. I literally have just given them one. Like, <laughs> how stupid can you be? And so, like, I just wanted to get it over with. But my manager kept pushing off the meeting. So, like, on Friday, she said, we'll do it tomorrow, which was Saturday. And then on Saturday, she's like, no, nah, we'll do it tomorrow, which was Sunday. Uh, and, like, I get it because, like, because she actually liked me. Like, she liked me as a person and as an employee. And it wasn't her decision to fire me. It was the owner's decision to fire me. And uh, so, come Sunday, I could show up to work. Uh... I usually would two o'clock to close. I picked up Alyssa, all that good jazz. First of all, that was a really awkward, really awkward car ride because obviously everyone knew about me and Kenzie. And so like, <laughs> so that was an interesting car ride. I wasn't even going to try to explain that to her at all. It's like, hey, fuck it. It is what it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, come Sunday, manager calls me out to the patio and essentially she's like, yeah, gonna have to let you go although she never gave me a reason never gave me a legitimate reason and that's kind of important because that's gonna come into play tomorrow essentially doing a little epilogue tomorrow but uh yeah that was the end of my my duncan experience i, I keep fucking with this pen because like i don't know i feel like i'm anxious <laughs> that was the end of my duncan experience uh man it was it was really fucking shitty honestly, not really, like, like I said before, like, I was ready to quit, and, you know, I saw this coming from a mile away, so it wasn't a surprise, just, like, the way I went out, you know, it was, like, not the best, you know what I mean, and uh, I remember going back to my car, I was, like, sitting there, staring off into space for a minute, like, what the fuck am I about to do, because, like, my source of income has just stopped, and I have bills to pay. <laughs> like, I'm fucked. And my solution to that problem uh, is the next series we are about to start. And that is what I'm calling the allegory of the drug dealer.
Because yes, I decided I was going to become a drug dealer. You know, quick, fast money. You know how it is. But that is the end of this episode. That is the end of the Duncan saga. Technically, the end of the Duncan saga. Uh, tomorrow, I'm doing a quick little epilogue. Not even going to be quick. It might be quick. I don't know. Depends on how fast I talk. But we're doing a little epilogue tomorrow for Duncan saga. And then, uh, yeah, that's it, for, that's it for that. I guess now I can do Tales from Duncan. Uh, for like the other like in-between stories that happened that weren't really applicable to the main storyline. And, you know... Like, the stuff that happened in 2019 that I just don't talk about. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I guess that's the thing I can do now. I don't know. Hopefully, you enjoyed Hopefully, you enjoyed the story. Hopefully, uh, you will enjoy it. the next story, The Allegory of the Drug Dealer, because it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's crazy, too. Uh, but, yes, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed this series, The Drug Dealer Saga, not The Drug Dealer Saga, The Duncan Saga, uh, give this episode a like. Give it a rating, give the podcast a follow, because there is good, 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 good stuff coming up. Uh, always share this podcast with your friends if you think it's good, because good friends give friends good things, and you want to be a good friend. If you want to talk to me on social media, you know what it is at Guy Without a Hat on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. But besides that, that's all I have for you today. We will be back here tomorrow 8 a.m same time same place as always have a wonderful day see you later